This is The Good List. I'm Tish Oxenreiter. This is a habit. The writer Kathleen Norris once said this, Most anyone who has endeavored to maintain the habit of prayer or making art or regular exercise knows the syndrome well. When I sit down to pray or write, a host of thoughts arise. I should call to find out how so-and-so is doing. I should dust and organize my desk because I will get more done in a neater space. While I'm at it, I might as well load and start the washing machine. I may truly desire to write, but as I am pulled to one task after another, I lose the ability to concentrate on the work at hand. Any activity, even scrubbing the toilet, seems more compelling than sitting down to face the blank page. This is from her book, Acedia and Me, A Marriage, Monks, and a Writer's Life. And I don't know about you, but I completely resonate with her words here. You start the day with the best of intentions. I'll work out at 2 p.m. after I've started a load of laundry. I'll reply to these six emails that are waiting to hear back from me. I'll call the dentist and make that appointment. You're thinking through your day as the coffee percolates, and you think to yourself, it's going to be a good, productive day, full of checking off adulting tasks left and right. You might even start your morning off getting some of those things done. Dishwasher emptied. Plants watered. Boss's Slack message replied to. But then something happens. It's a weird thing, really, because it's unexpected, and yet it happens all the time. It's nothing you want, and yet you find yourself caving into it with very little fight. It's called acedia, and it happens to the best of us. And if I could only explain to you how thick and creamy the irony is that I'm talking to you right now about acedia, reading from notes that took me so gosh darn long to write because of acedia, I'd be swimming in a vat of warehouse-sized peanut butter. If you're a human being, fighting acedia is very often part of your daily or weekly life. And if you're a human being dealing with the weirdness of all this, whatever we're calling this coronatide, we're all walking through right now, because I'm currently going way out of my way to avoid the exhausted cliche, these unprecedented times. I'm so sick of that phrase. You're probably dealing with it even more than usual. I know I am. Acedia often wakes me up, then tucks me into bed at night. But what is acedia? Well, it's a good question. I'd honestly completely forgotten about it even being a thing until a priest I follow on Twitter named Father Harrison tweeted about it one day and has been tweeting little anti-acedia reminders almost every day, much to my benefit. Acedia, put simply, is spiritual or mental sloth. It's from the Latin word for negligence and the ancient Greek word for indifference, and its word origin describes it pretty well. According to its Wikipedia page, it's a state of listlessness or torpor, of not caring or not being concerned with one's position or condition in the world. Early monks used it to describe a spiritual state of listlessness, and in modern times, it's often an ingredient that, when not noticed, it can slide us into depression. Smart people have personified it throughout history by calling it the noonday devil, but I often associate it with the short code of having the blahs. Now, it's sometimes connected to the vice of sloth, but it doesn't quite mean that because acedia can also look like busyness because it all comes down to forgetting your purposeness. In his book, The Noonday Devil, Abbot Nault says acedia is a gloomy combination of weariness, sadness, and a lack of purposefulness. 
It robs a person of his capacity for joy and leaves him feeling empty or void of meaning. If you've experienced acedia before, you're probably nodding your head through all this. I know I did when I first started reading Father Harrison's tweets about it. He goes much deeper into the spiritual apathy our souls tend to veer towards. So I encourage you to read more from him if you'd like to unpack more of that. He's also recently published a good article on acedia. But for the sake of this episode on a podcast called The Good List, I want to focus on what we can do about acedia. Because it's a good thing to fight it regularly and with joy, really and truly. And I'm telling this to myself as much as to you right now, believe me. Here are two things I'm finding right now to be most helpful to my regular fighting of acedia, especially during this pandemic when everything is slower. Number one, I'm making a doable to-do list and keeping it front and center during my weekdays. Trust me, the simple idea is hard for me right now because all I want to do is read, go on walks, and dig in my garden. But I'm an adult with responsibilities, so I have to get things done whether or not I feel like it. This means writing down the things I need to do so I don't forget them. I've been really forgetful lately, so this is important. And it's also been hugely helpful these days to have a regular rhythm to my days, even if that rhythm is super simple. I'm going to talk about that more in the next episode of The Good List, but in the meantime, if you've stopped making a simple to-do list for your days, consider taking that habit back up. It helps me to make one master to-do list for the week and then refer to that to extract a few things for each day, because if I just jot down everything that comes to my mind on the day I think of it, I get overwhelmed. So I create a master to-do list in my journal, and then every morning I pull a few things from it. When I remember something new, unless it urgently needs to happen that day, I jot it down over on the master weekly list, not the daily one. And then I also mark the top three items of each day, knowing there's a good chance I'm not going to get all of my day's list done. These top three things are my most important items. So if I get these three things done, then I've fought Acedia fairly well for the day, according to me. Because you want to make sure and not veer into the land of needless busyness either, that's acedia too. So you want to remember the purpose of your day, and that's not to get a lot done. You're not a productivity machine. You're a human being with a soul, and you have responsibilities, yes, but you're also meant to live your life well. That does not mean overextending yourself. And then the second thing I do is I make sure I spend a good chunk of my time doing something physical and offline, preferably outside. We cannot be hyper-connected all the time and expect to be healthy and have a good attitude. We just can't. Just like we don't want our kids to have too much screen time, it's not good for us either. And our bodies are meant to move. They don't like to be still all day. The outdoors is the best antidote to digital screens that I know of. So these days in the spring, it looks like gardening for me. Manual labor, digging and weeding and watering. It's so good to be part of the rhythms of nature. But it can also look like going on a long walk or run, taking my workout outside or playing a game with my kids or dog in the yard. You've been there. You're sitting and connected to a screen, and before you know it, you feel like a dazed zombie, unable to move even though you want to. That's acedia. 
The thing that encourages me these days is that the idea of acedia isn't new. People have been writing about it for literally thousands of years. So it's not a byproduct of our modern society. It's a byproduct of being a human being on earth. We're hardwired to lean towards it when we don't actively pay attention to it. And yet it's fairly simple to resolve. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's being an adult and doing the things that we have to do even when we don't want to, and yet not with the attitude that it makes me a better person or is the definition of my value. And it's making sure I move my body and connect with the earth around me. These small things do a world of good to fighting acedia. And if you're like me these days and you feel the acedia coming on strong, I get it. I really do. You're not a bad, irresponsible person for dealing with it. You're simply a human being. But we've got to fight it so that the noonday devil doesn't get the best of us. Let's remember our joy and our purpose so that we can keep waking up another day to rinse and repeat our lives. We can do this. A big thanks to Liquid IV for sponsoring the show. Taking care of our basic health can weirdly be a challenge right now. Things like staying hydrated has become a little more difficult. In my old routine, I had a ritual of always keeping my water bottle filled and by me when I rode at my desk, went off to teach my class, and worked out at the gym. But nowadays, there are times when I even forget to brush my teeth. Liquid IV has a quick, easy, and healthy fix for staying hydrated, which is great because our health is so dependent on being hydrated. With Liquid IV pouches, you simply add your favorite flavor to 16 ounces of water to hydrate yourself two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Plus, you get the added bonuses of vitamin C, B3, B6, and B12. The effectiveness of Liquid IV comes from their cellular transport technology found in the ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium that helps water and nutrients get into your bloodstream. You can find Liquid IV at your local Costco and Whole Foods stores, or simply go to liquidiv.com and use the code GOODLIST at your checkout to get 25% off. That's liquidiv.com, promo code GOODLIST, and get 25% off. Hi, this is Rachel calling from Tacoma, Washington. And the thing, the two things that are helping me get through this quarantine, uh, number one, petting any dog that I can. Um, I'm single and I live alone. And so this lack of human contact is really challenging. But when I come across some kind of living creature that I can safely interact with, I go for it. Uh, the other thing I'm a little surprised is mascara because I'm finding that the difference between some days The difference between being a person trapped at home during a pandemic and a person who is working from home is zhuzhing up my face just a little bit. Um, Somehow it does wonders for me. So, yeah. Also, I made the French butter cake from the frugal farm wife. And let me tell you, it is very, very good. Anyway, thanks. Have a good day. Bye. A little reminder that if you haven't yet to sign up for my free weekly email called five quick things, where I share five things I either created or loved from the week, go to five quick to sign up and you'll get the next weekly email that goes out on Friday mornings. I'm on Twitter at Tish and sometimes on Instagram at Tish Oxenrider. And you can also find a transcript and the show notes of this episode and all episodes at the goodlessshow.com. 
And don't forget to leave me a voicemail or send me a voice recording telling me one thing that's currently on your good list. Leave me a voicemail at 401-684-GOOD or record your voice and email the voice file to hi at tishhoxenwriter.com. State your name and where you're from and what's one thing that makes your life better right now, and we may feature it here on the show. Thanks to Rachel for sharing with us what's on her good list right now. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod, and thanks, as always, to Caroline Tassell and Kyle Oxenreiter for their help, as well as my furry intern, Jenny. I'm Tish Oxenreiter, and I'll be back with you soon. Thanks for listening to The Good List.